Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. 33 lost Vikings vet line on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Merry holidays Christmas. to all of you watching. Zolget and Declan Goff. Phil is not going to join us for this episode because, one, he is vacationing, and, two, he has good taste after uh, what turned into a, a defensive debacle of, of which we have not seen the likes, Declan Goff, in the Vikings giving up 52 points. They pointed this out at the end of the Fox telecast. That's the most points scored against the Minnesota Vikings since October of 1963, when the then- I believe it was St. Louis Cardinals by that time, if I'm not mistaken, uh, scored 56. So 1963 is the last time that the Vikings have uh, been dismantled like they were today, at least defensively, 52 to 33 loss. Uh, Before we go further, Declan, tell Mm -hmm. me this. So when you watch a defensive debacle like this and where the opposing team just goes down the field and you are a lifetime Vikings fan, what is the answer What is the antidote that a a fan can use against that type of performance? I think you would go with uh, Corona Hard Seltzer. I think you would go with Corona Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach Vibes, a proud sponsor of Ventline and Score North, rocking the Blackberry Lime Corona Hard Seltzer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. If you're like this little Christmas elf today, I'm going to be enjoying my Corona Hard Seltzers for the uh, rest of the evening like I've been doing all season long, Judd Zolgat. Keep them going, Dex. Keep them going. At at some point in time, the only only thing that you could have possibly used as you watch Drew Brees, who, by the way, his arm is shot. But right. as you watch Drew Brees and Kamara and the Saints go up and down the field, basically at will, was your drink, Corona Hard Seltzer. All right, how can people participate? Because uh, I, I think at this point in time, on Christmas night, it makes the most sense probably to get right into the uh, into the calls or the appearances by fans. Tell folks how they can jump on a Vikings event line, the internet edition. Yes, Jadzogad and Vikings fans, you can join Vikings Ventline by emailing vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll get you in queue here. Um, we'll obviously play this out a little bit. We'll see how this goes on Christmas. We'd love to hear from you. If you have thoughts on this debacle of a Vikings game, uh, we will gladly hear from you. Vikingsventline at gmail.com. My first thought is, is I don't know how, but this game was not until the end a blowout. Like, how, how, do, you play, how do you play that bad? Uh, on defense like this should have it felt like it it should have basically been a 14 to 20 point game all all day it was not Um, I'm also so 
here's my question too. All right, fair question. How much of a pass do we give a defense that's without Hunter? It's without Michael Pierce, Kendricks, Barr. I can go through the list. And they played a ton of backups, and they are decimated. And they are basically, when it comes to defense, completely lost. That being said, here's my problem. Anthony Harris, you have the franchise tag. It's okay to tackle people. (laughs) Uh, Jeff Gladney, you're, you're forte, and you've had not a great year, but a solid, for the most part, developing, I think that's a fair way to categorize it, rookie year, it's okay to tackle. So, Dex, I'm, I'm, sort of, um, I'm sort of conflicted here because on one hand, I see the rookie starting and I see guys like, hold on, I'll pull my notes out. Uh, Blake Lynch, Nickerson start at the uh, linebacker spot. Chris Jones, Harrison Hand, Dylan Mabin. Raise your hand if you've heard of, of them. They're playing extensively, okay? So I'm torn because I understand that those guys are not regular players, and I get that you are decimated or young on defense. That being said, does it not drive you crazy when the simple art of tackling? Like, Anthony Harris, what's going on there? I have you, no idea. You're, paid, you're being paid millions. Like, you were retained because you were supposed to be a beacon of light. Right? Like you yep. were supposed to be Kamara's running through you like you don't even care, which I know is not the case, but like explain this to me. So I'm very torn here because I'm willing to give them somewhat of a pass, especially going back to the Bears game, because I understand that they are dealing from a position that, that makes it difficult to be successful. But then I watch that today and I also say to myself, hold on a second here. Like you're supposed to be, you, you are professionals. I know Chris Jones can't tackle. But there's a lot of guys who can, and today they didn't. What's the excuse? What's the reasoning? Can you help me? Yeah, it's it's baffling, especially what's happened to Anthony Harris, who the last few years was just one of the most underappreciated and underrated safeties in the game. And I believe even pro football focused last season, Judd, I believe they had him as uh, the highest graded safety in the NFL last year. He was this great success story. He was an undrafted free agent, uh, that great guy that Zimmer can mold and get his teeth into. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and Judd, I, I don't even think it's – you know, tape coming out that, oh, Anthony Harris was vulnerable or he was lucky or he was in the right situation at the right time. I don't know what happened to this guy. And at this point, he's obviously playing under the franchise tag, but he, he's playing out of his way of getting a long-term deal if, 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 he was, if he's seeking one this offseason. And, and, and certainly if I'm the Vikings, I probably don't bring him back. Oh, no, no. I, I mean, for, dirt, for cheap, I do. But I mean, he's go, he is going to be looking now to get paid. And I right. would say, what did you do? And, and I understand it. Look, I get it. The front is a mess. Right now, uh, linebacker for them is a mess. I get I get that that makes Harris's job more difficult. I understand that. But that does not excuse a performance today that was putrid. Alvin Kamara ran for six rushing touchdowns. Declan, the last guy to do that in a game, okay? In a game. Ernie Nevers of the Chicago Cardinals in 1929. Like this is not that this is not a wow, that's a tough day. This is a historically bad day by a team that's been coached by a guy who's known for defense. And so I'm really, really conflicted here because on one hand, I do say I get what the problems are. On the other, I say, do you have professional pride here? Because you you had guys today that looked like they were making business decisions consistently and, and your, your playoff hopes are now dead. 
They were on life support going into today's game. Again, I get all that. But my God, you are known for defense, and that's what you gave us? That That's what you did? Um, it's one thing if if the players who don't have experience struggle. It's another when everybody seems to collectively shrug. I mean, let's be clear here, okay? Right now, and I don't know if it's age, broken ribs, or a combination decks, mm-hmm. uh, Drew Brees could not break the pane of glass behind me, my window. Like, if I put him right here, if, if I put him right, right by me and I say, Drew, throw that ball. He wouldn't break that pane of glass. Um, so he had a he did not have a great day. The run game for the Saints was fantastic, but you know, stop a guy. Uh so and end of rant. It was just maddening to watch because that game was there. For a lot yeah. of that game, that game was there. I, you know, I texted you and we went back and forth, but there was a lot of that game where I think we both were saying, holy what like the games but it was there and you rolled over and and again um it's it's sickening to watch a team that's supposed to be built on defense put on a defensive display that gives up the most points for your franchise since norm van brocklin in 63 when tarkington was what in year three so um let's get right to the calls viewers who should we go to first let's go to a loyal listener kip we'll kick us off with kip kip what's up buddy Guys, I'm up. Hey, hey, sports dad. I'm up from the hospital today, so I'd rather I watch the gallery, which is the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian season two, in the fourth quarter, because (laughs) it it looked like, and I'm going to use Declan's worst nightmare. The Vikings looked like a horse with a broken leg, and the Saints finally took a shotgun to him in the fourth quarter and just said, "Put him down." I asked I asked Collar in the mailbag today with the 1985 offense in his in his mailbag, and he still thinks that if Zimmer is an eight and eight, nine and seven coach next year, they'll fire him. But I looked at this, and I'm thinking, the Welsh just just kill them all, just fire them all, make sports dads Christmas wonderful by saying fire them all. And I just at the end of the second half. Cousins looked like he yelled at Zimmer because it looked like he wanted to take some deep shots and Mike wanted to play it safe. And Cousin was just frustrated all day. I think he's going to ask for a trade. But I just I, – I couldn't stand it anymore. Hey, 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 Kip, yes. Where's Kirk going, though? With that contract, if he comes to you, which would be great, and says, I want out, who's who, aside from maybe an off-chance San Fran – who is going to say, you know, Rick Spielman, we would love to have, I mean, it's not Kirk. Look, Kirk, I don't think bears fault at all for, for today. That was on the defense, but with that contract, I just don't know who is going to be trading for Kirk cousins. I'll give you two reckless speculation points, Judd. I'm either going to say Indianapolis because they could offer, let's just say they offered Rick a third and they'll say, Hey, we'll take cousins for a third and cousins will bow or Spielman will bow wrap cousins and put them on a plane to Indianapolis or an off season, a really reckless speculation. I'll, I'll pull a doogie scoop here. Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They got $85 million in cap space next year. They could, let's just say Bill offers you a second and a fourth. Spielman will say, Kurt, get on a damn plane and go play for Bill Belichick and win your first Super Bowl ring with Josh McDaniels because Cam Newton looks horrible, and that would make yeah. my father-in-law very happy because he's a he's an New England Patriots fan. So I have to put up with it, but both our teams are dead this year. So um, just I think 
uh, Bill Barnwell wrote a really good piece today on ESPN. Kyle referenced it in, in, into it because someone asked him the same question. Bill Barnwell said it, Cousins to Indianapolis for a third-round pick. So if you can get a second, a third, and you can reorganize it and then maybe take your first and all your thirds and move up and to get Justin Fields or 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 – uh, the BYU quarterback or Trey Lance or use it on a, on the offensive line, Penny Sewell, that, that, that offensive lineman from Oregon, that I think that'll make Christmas for everybody because you look out there and, and it's like Zimmer's going, I don't know what to do. I'm playing with JV kids right now. This is like Madden football, Madden 2020-21. You know, it's like, you know, they could have put Taysom Hill out there and say, go run the, you know, go play Michael Vick, and they still wouldn't have been able to stop him. So. I just – it was so frustrating today. I just wanted to watch it. It was close. Like, Judd, they tease us. Yeah, they, they tease did. us. And yeah. then here comes that Jared Cook 45-yard touchdown who the Vikings tried to get. Yep. And it just – and he kind of – and I think also, one last thing, Judd, I think this was Sean Payton's middle finger to Mike Zimmer saying, look, you want to – you run to run the ball? Let me show you. Hold my beer. You've, <laughs> you, you bounced me out of the playoffs two years in a row. Here's my middle finger with my, with my running back. Great stuff, Kip. Thanks. Thank you. T- talk to you. Yeah, um, well, it, they're friends, but this was, this was Peyton saying the smart thing, Declan, which was, hold on a second. I've got Kamara. You've got a nose tackle and three technique who can't stop him. And they couldn't. Murray, too. Like both of those guys, this if you run up the gut, if you press it and continue to run up the gut against this current Vikings defensive line, those two interior guys can't do a thing. They're both backups. They are playing so many guys. But that's my point about the few guys that you were playing who are starters have to tackle. That's what drove me crazy. I get the look. Jalil Johnson is not good. We've known that. He's just not. He could play backup. You know, Shamar Stefan is not good. Uh, when Pierce opted out before the, the uh, year because of COVID, that was a, a huge blow. But what just got me was the continual inability of guys to tackle who can. I mean, that that's an effort thing. That's a business decision being made, and it drives you crazy. Uh, on Cousins, here's your problem, though. I keep coming back to this, too. All right. So let's say Zim gets his wish. Let's say Kirk says, bleep it, trade me. And the Vikings do, which I don't think that they probably can, but let's say they do, and they trade Kirk. If they draft a young quarterback, let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Do you want Zim to be this guy's coach, the most impatient human being in the world? Like if you're going to blow the entire thing up and bring in a younger offensive coach, then that's great. But are you telling me that if Cousins gets traded and, and you draft um, Trey Lance or Wilson or a kid like that and you have to start him, do you want Zim to be his guy? Because I, uh, I think that is going down a path that might be incredibly detrimental to the, to the development of the young QB. And year one, you don't want to turn into a gong show if you're going to draft a kid, especially first round. Here's, I guess, what I would say before we get some more listeners. I, if if there's an opportunity for you to get Zach Wilson, let's just let's just use Zach Wilson, our BYU kid that we love to reference so much on the show. Sure. If there's an opportunity to get Zach Wilson, you got to do it. And if that means that Mike Zimmer is your coach, and even you're just transitional coach for 2021, 
I'm on board with that because he's going to, if, if the Vikings are going to go down this path of being a middling, not great team. And if they continue to play like this, I mean, you can't have two back-to-back bad years in the NFL and Zim, Zim would be out. So I, I just don't want that to be the reason they, they don't go and get the quarterback, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah. You definitely don't want to, you don't want to have someone like Mike Zimmer right now being in charge of a young kid who's trying to figure it out in the NFL as a rookie. Yeah. So, and I do think if that were the case and they did draft a QB in the first or second round, Declan, I do think what they would probably do is they would probably, Zim would probably insist that they sign a veteran stopgap guy and start that guy. Um, I just don't want to, I don't want them to draft a quarterback and, and then basically ruin him in year one because the coach gets excited and the coach gets mad. I mean, Kirk, you know, Kirk gets, I I think Kirk has serious problems with Mike and the trust between those two. And he's what, 33, 32. So we're talking about, if we're talking about a 22 year old kid here, that's my concern. Now, now if they went and got a veteran guy and started him, I could see it. But again, I will ask the question besides the Niners maybe would the Colts want that contract? It would be great if they did. I but that's a long shot. Uh, who's next? Let's go to uh, Sean, Coach Sean Potts. What do we got here, man? Got well, let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> Forty-five years ago today, I opened up a present in Pennsylvania. Here, York, PA, is a vi- pair of Vikings jammies, and I, I mean, I was happy. They they were cool. Um, two years later, they're in the Super Bowl against the Raiders, and my brother-in-law was a big Raiders fan. I remember when they lost, I went after him, and he, he knocked me right, knocked my teeth out. Um, I've been getting my teeth knocked out ever since. <laughs> 45 years of getting my teeth knocked out. So it's Christmas. I'm with you, buddy. It's supposed to be a happy day, and it's not. I, I can't take much of it anymore. But Spielman, Zimmer. I also want to talk to J.P. Paul. He's the vice president of guest relations. I don't know who else to go to. I'm not being treated well. This isn't working. We have to get rid of these people. We have to start over. It's the only chance. Because you know what's going to happen next year. Right? We all know it. We've seen the movie. We know how it ends. I can't take much more. I'm 50 years old. I'm 51. Yeah, well, we're Judd, I've been there. Judd, we're done. Like, we don't have much time. I know we don't. So this needs to stop. I keep saying that. Everybody, Troy Aikman, oh, Vikings fans, you should feel very happy about the future. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I chuckled. It, it, look, Cousins to Jefferson, did you see the end of the game? I'm going to change this to Cousins to Mannion. Did you see the pass on the sidelines? Yeah. Uh, Cousins yeah, to Mannion, that summed it up. And I, I just can't take it. No, anymore. to Conklin now. Tight end, man. He's got his tight end. He loves Conklin. Run, throw to Conklin at the end of the game when it's over, scramble and throw it to Mannion. I, I don't know what else to say. But the jammies, why didn't like I'm sure there were other ones. She said Steelers? Well, she said it was the only set of pajamas left. I bet they were on sale. Oh, sure. Sears or something. Yeah, at the time. Absolutely. So the I could have maybe the Steelers, like bunch of Super Bowls, but no, I'm stuck with the only Cousins the Jefferson shirt in the world. I have not seen anyone else who bought this. No, I wouldn't have. I mean, yeah. I, why did I? I don't know. 
I feel like I'm at an AA meeting right now. Like I'm, <laughs> you're I'm, out east. See, here, here's the thing. You've got time still. Not a lot, but you, you've got time to change here, Sean. <laughs> no, I don't. Change teams. It's branded on my head. I've tried a thousand times. Can't you pick up the Steelers now? I mean, no. they're not great right now, but they've had a lot of success. No, because then everybody says, hey, thanks for jumping on our bandwagon. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, you, you can only beat your head against the wall X amount of times. And I will say this, people like me and Declan and Phil, you know, we're stuck here. You're not stuck here. I feel I feel like your chance for a new beginning, at least, Sean, at least it exists. Ours is gone. We're stuck. We're stuck with this. Wait till next year. It'll be great next year. Look at all these players they're developing for next year. The first thing I have to do is it, in this, what is it, how many step process, that I'm, I'm, I have a problem. Yeah. Problem with the Vikings. Hi, Sean. I believe every year. I believe every year. In fact, 10 minutes after this is over, I'll look at my wife and say, you know what? If those defenders come back next year, I think we, I mean, it never ends, but it has to end now. You know what? The pro- Here's the good thing. You personally have identified your problem. That's the first step. The well, first step is the recognition that, that this is a, a Sean problem. It is. And, and but when's it, when's someone going to say Zimmer, you're a problem. Spielman. You're a problem. Sean Mannion, you should have dropped the pass. It makes him look better. He'd probably give him stats for that, throwing the pass to Mannion on the sidelines. It has to end. end. But I appreciate you guys allowing me to express. Merry Christmas, man. You too. Happy happy holidays. have other miserable people in the world. Hang in there. Call call back. Oh, I will. (laughs) Don't be a stranger. And, And if nothing else, if you don't give up on this team, We'll help you through it. How about that? Well, I, you know I won't give up, so I will need your help. Talk to you later. Thanks, Happy Kevin. holidays. Let's keep going. Hey, guys. What's up? Um, can you guys hear me all right? I can. Fine, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, well, man, what a tragedy. You know, I, uh, I'm actually a pretty new Vikings fan. I became a Vikings fan in 2017. I actually remember it. It was week three, Monday night football against the Chicago Bears when we won by, like, a safety. And after that game, I was like, you know what? I kind of like this team. And I watched them go 13-3 and and flop an NFC championship. And even though that was, like, a tragedy, I was like, you know what, man? I'm starting to like this team, which might have been the worst decision of my life, honestly. Like... Just watching this team fail over and over. And I've only been doing this for three seasons. And it already feels like I've been watching this team for 40 years fail. Are, just, are you close to bailing? Are you close um, to bailing, Isaac? I've thought about it. And it's actually funny because I remember that same year in 2017, uh, right when I was driving to the uh, the sports bar to watch the NFC Championship game, uh, my mom couldn't watch it with me because she was going to work that night. But she was like, don't get your hopes up too high because I've seen this story before. I was like, oh, no, you're just being you're just being oh. pessimistic. And she couldn't have been more right. Um, and she, lady. yeah, I know. I don't really know what I was thinking. I probably should have listened to her. I probably should have became like a Pats fan or something like she advised. But now I'm here and I don't really know what to do, man. All right. Hang in there. It's It's been what? Three, three years now or four years? Yeah, three years. All right. My advice, 
give it a a fifth year through five and then make a life decision that's going to <laughs> just going to impact you forever. So this is the give it five because three is, you know, three or four is small. Give mm-hmm. it five, yeah. give it five and then sit down after year five and consider it. And I think that there's a good chance that you should say there might be a better way. There might be a better team. Yeah. There might be a, because if you don't do it after five, I feel like you're probably gone beyond yeah. hell, like Sean was. Um, so don't get, don't get to my age or Sean's age and be stuck like years from now, years from now and be absolutely stuck. Give it five years and then at least assess it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I've kind of, I don't really know who else I'd, be a fan of i kind of like the cardinals but where, Isaac, where gonna, are you where are you from uh i'm from minneapolis originally okay. but actually i live in montana right now okay um oh you're out but yeah. i could be a seahawks fan oh no yeah absolutely i think absolutely. that'd be a better option yeah. find find a team with a quarterback that you trust that's the starting point so so like yeah. the pats now the pats now are gone off the table but find yeah. a team find a team with a qb that you like and trust because because the heartbreak starts with the quarterback carousel that this franchise has gone through. And then they'll tease you with like a year of Favre, which was great fun, but it's heartbreak. Yeah. So Wilson or if the, the Rams get a QB or if somebody gets – pick a team that you know has a long-term solution at QB and go from there. All right? All right. All right. Thank you, Appreciate sir. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you, man. Bye, Isaac. Sports yeah. dad advice, just well, you got it out there. He's got five years. Like after five years, I would say. I, I mean, Sean. People like Sean and me are what happens if you don't move on. Mm-hmm. It's not changing, Declan. Mm-hmm. It's not changing. You still don't have. You don't. You have not had a franchise QB that could control a game since Tarkington in '78. Okay. Yep. Um. And, and yes, that this. Today is a story about a defense that was absolutely abysmal. I understand that. But like when we're talking about the recipe for Vikings failures and frustration towards the fan base, I really think it starts with who's the quarterback now? Oh, it's going to be Cousins. Oh, great. Oh, no, it's going to be Bradford. Oh, great. All right. Yep. So, so I, Isaac is at an age, I think, where he has time to evaluate. He he's at that point in the relationship where he he's still getting swindled a little bit, you know. He, he she won't commit to him. He's ready to commit to her. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he keeps holding out hope that something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you're stuck here in in this state, I, I think it becomes very difficult to move on. But if you are in um, PA, like Sean is, yeah. or Montana, yeah. I think that you've got a ray of hope there to say, "I've seen enough." It's time. It's hard to do. It is. But, I mean, year after year of solid teams or disappointments, but you have not been to a Super Bowl since, what, January of 77? Like, think about that. All right. Let's keep going. Let's bring in uh, Jacob. Jacob, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Bentley. Okay. First of all, what is your guys' goal as a Vikings fan? Like, are you – guys excited about 13 and three does that excite you does winning one playoff game excite you no the goal of of this show as we've talked about a lot before is very simple super bowl 
It's a Super Bowl because this franchise is pretty good and it's consistent. Like it's not the Lions. It's not been the Browns, right? So, Jacob, the goal of this show and why we are so so hard, rightfully so, on the Vikings is because the goal is an actual parade that closes I-94 for one afternoon and has the quarterback in a convertible or something like that. That's the goal. I completely agree. And my dad here, he he screwed me by making me be a Vikings fan. He <laughs> he wanted me to cry every Sunday for the rest of my life. He really did. And that's also our goal. And he even like he was like the Vikings, we were the most dominant team in the 70s. It's like who cares? And for me, in 2017, I was like, we won 13 games. In 2009, we won 13 games. It's just That's not what excites me anymore. I'm sick of winning in the regular season. And with Zimmer, it's just that's all we're going to get ever. It's going to go 13-3 and three to 12-4, and four, maybe 11-5 one year. And then the next year, 7-9. and nine, He's never won multiple seasons back-to-back. You give him a perfect team, which we did in 2017, and the guy couldn't win in the postseason. It's just – Zimmer has to go, and I love him as a person, and I love his, like, old nature, and it's just this team needs to make changes because I'm sick of winning in the regular season. Jacob, amen. Put perfectly. Put perfectly, and and I don't get how every Vikings fan doesn't feel exactly like you do. Like, what you said and articulated is exactly, like, I. who is the Vikings fan who's like, no matter what, I'm behind the purple. No, hold on a second here. Strive for more. Strive for more. There's no there's no reason why that the last time that this team made a Super Bowl, I was seven. I'm 51. Like, that's yeah. not, no, there's no reason why. I understand that, that you're not going to uh, be the Patriots, right? We're not asking for that. Yeah, we won't won. Yeah, exactly right. And just get back there. Like, beat Philadelphia. Beat the Saints in 09. Beat the Falcons, 98, right? Beat yeah. Washington, 87. Just get back there. Roll the dice. See yeah. what you can do. That's where that's where if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm going crazy right now because it's always like, well, we always have 2017. No, you made the conference championship. That's not success. Success is get at least getting to, if not winning a championship. You're right. I agree with you. Yeah, it's just I don't. Like, last week's episode just made me laugh so hard about the Vikings therapy. And this week, I got – or during halftime, I got so angry. I created a vent page on Instagram. No one's even following it, and I don't want people to follow it because it's just me crying on social media. But it's just – like, I feel so bad, and my goal is winning Super Bowl. And people are like, how did you – like, how do you get mad at these guys? How do you, like, complain about them? You're not a real fan because a real fan would love his team no matter what. No, a real fan would want us to win a Super Bowl, and if that takes 13 years of going 0-16, and 16, I'm okay with it. Like, it's going to suck till we get there, but that's just all I want, and that's all I wanted to say. And Zimmer is not going to get us there. Great stuff, man. Thank Appreciate you. Jacob. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas you to you. You too. Uh, yeah, he's right. He's right. And listen, folks, um, I don't know how to say this, but anyone who's conditioned in this town to, to just blindly support teams, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Like, I get, okay, I get if you are going to stay a fan, and that's fine. 
So I don't expect you all to bail. That's fine. But what I don't get in this town is this. Um, I bleed purple, win or lose, when that to me does not push for a championship, Dex. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, Judd, um, just imagine, just let me throw out a scenario here. What, what if the Cleveland Browns win a GD Super Bowl this year? Okay, let, let's, let's, let's just say hypothetically they win the Super Bowl this year. Danny Cunningham, what's up? And Kevin Stefanski's able to do it. Yeah. Do you think if you pulled a Browns fan and said, hey, was it worth it for 20 years to be one of the most inept franchises, not just in football, but in all of professional sports, but you finally got it. You finally turned the corner and you got your Super Bowl. You know what they're going to say? Yeah, it was worth it because we finally won a Super Bowl. It, it's it's infuriating. I, I understand where these Vikings fans are coming from, and I, I'm I'm in the boat that Jacob is talking about. I get reeled back in. I think there's hope. I get it. I see a draft pick. Yeah. I see a free agent. I see yeah. a, a head coach come in, and I'm excited. Well, this can work. They tease you perfectly because one, they're pretty damn good, right? Like they're pre- they're well run. They're pretty damn good, right? They spend, right? They go out. I, I mean, look, I'm not going to ever rip them for going out and signing Kirk because that was an all-in move. Didn't work, but, you know, they still, they they did what we uh, complained about the Twins not doing, right? They went mm-hmm. in and said, so, like, they rope you in continually. The Vikings are like this. Hey, here, here's a lifeline for a Vikings fan. Here's, oh, wow, we're signing the guy. And, you know, the drafts are good. And we've got a competent franchise. And, you know, we won 10 games. And now we won eight. And now we won nine. And now we won 12. So they do all of the things that maintain the fans. But by this point, you also have to fairly say, what the hell here? Like, what are you, what's the goal here? And the goal and the goal needs to be, and to be clear, I say this as an old guy, the goal needs to be to give yourself a chance for a championship. And I'm sorry, a chance for a championship does not mean getting blown out in, in the NFC championship game in Philly. A chance for a championship means going to the Super Bowl and playing in that game. All right. So, but the Vikings, the Vikings tease you, and they do a very good job. But see through it, folks. See through the tease and say, hold on a second here. I'm being fed a lot of stuff that I, I, I like. It's sort of like they bring you the apps, right? And then they bring you dessert. And then you get done and say, that was great. Do I get the main course? And, <laughs> and they say, oh, no, no. Sorry, we gave you all of the stuff around it, but we're not going to give you the main course. And that's what they do. And so, like Jacob said, eventually it gets really frustrating. And I think to true fans, it gets puzzling in saying, all right, let's see that next step. And you don't. Who's next? next? Let's uh, let's go to L. L, you're on Vikings Ventline. What's hey, up, buddy? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So um, unlike a lot of these guys that have been on here uh, earlier today, I've kind of, from the start, I came on earlier in the season and I told you guys, let's embrace this tank, right? So like, don't (laughs) like get your hopes up and expect to be let down because I've experienced it, right? I'm 29 years old. So, um, I, in 2000, uh, in 2009, when far through that interception against the Saints, um, that was my, I think my last real heartbreak as a Vikings fan where I was like, I couldn't believe it. But as I got older, you kind of learn to kind of expect expect it right I was there for the Blair Walsh missed field goal um 
So I, I, I told my buddy right before he kicked it, I was like, you know what, man, he's going to miss it. And he laughed. He's like, don't, don't say that it's not going to happen. And it happened. So um, from then on, I, I just kind of expect it. I'm going to say a couple things. First and foremost, with Kirk Cousins, you have to have a top five offensive line passing wise for him to be successful. I think, I don't think you can, he can get you and win you a Super Bowl with the zones running scheme um, because a lot, it involves fast linemen. And for him to be successful, I think you have to have big offensive linemen that let him sit back there five to six, seven seconds to throw the ball. Um, that's my first opinion. So I think you draft a quarterback regardless of what his contract is. I think you take, I think you take a Zach Wilson. I think you take a chance if Justin Fields, you know, falls where you can get him. I think you take a quarterback. Whatever Kirk's Cousins' contract, that should be besides the point. Um, the last thing, uh, one of the last things here, Justin Jefferson was targeted three to four times in the first half. Come on, like. I still don't understand the logic, but you said establish the run. We'll let it. We'll let them establish the run, but that's unacceptable. Justin Jefferson is a top fifteen receiver as a rookie. Three targets. Yeah. Come on, yeah. come on. Um, I know. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, but like I said, if you would have ex- already expected this as a Vikings fan, you know, um, you would be you wouldn't be as disappointed, you know. So you kind of have to embrace it early in the season, and we had a chance to get a top five pick, I think. Right, but um, you didn't. But but. What drives you crazy is they didn't embrace the tank. Right. They then start c- coming out of the buy L to win games, right? And right. so then this could be a playoff team, and right in the teeth of that, they collapse. And so so I, I guess my question to the uh, 2020 Vikings is very simple. What was your intention? Like, what were you – what was the plan here? Like, you started brutally – you rebounded and then you fell apart. And so, so, and, and that, and that's where the Vikings being at like seven or eight wins drives me crazy. Right. Cause like, if you would just, if, if after, or if going in, into the bye after they lost that game to the Falcons, someone had said, you know what? They are going to collapse. Like they're going to win three games. You'd say, Oh, that's fantastic. High draft pick. Right. But now it's like this seven or eight win year which is going to get you an okay, certainly not great pick. And I guess my question comes back to what was the intention here? Like it's that this to me is the least fun possible because it doesn't really pick a path. Right. It it doesn't. And they'll say, well, we always play to win and blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, yeah, but at the deadline, you could have traded along with Ngakwe. Uh, you could have traded Kyle. You could have traded Smith who I don't want to trade, but if I get enough back, I certainly will. And, and so what really would frustrate me about this year is there was really no point to it. Right. Mediocre. And, and yeah. well, a, a couple last things here, because I know you guys got people waiting. Um, what I can say about Case Keenum is if you remember that year, Case Keenum could extend plays. That I mean, he might have not been the most talented quarterback, but what he could do is extend plays for Diggs and Thielen and those guys to get open. And that's what I think they need. we need is a quarterback, a mobile quarterback um, that can extend plays, you know, um, that Kirk can't do because you can't get him a top five offensive line. So I think you draft a young quarterback who's mobile. And then my last thing, I became a Vikings fan at the age of eight years old, and I blame my uncle. He got me a Chris Carter jersey. At the time, I'm from Los Angeles, so I was a Lakers Dodgers fan from the early start, and I got a Vikings jersey. And at the time, they didn't have a Los Angeles football team. So I went with the Vikings, and as I grew up, I would see the Lakers win championships. I'd see the Dodgers always competing for the playoffs, and they just won a championship recently. And and I always wonder, you know, I'm 29, so 
will I ever see a championship? I, I mean, even them playing the Super Bowl. I've never even seen them play in the Super Bowl. Bless you, and my I, son. Bless I, you. Bless your, pa- bless your patience, Al. <laughs> and I see these cool videos of when they used to play at the Metropolitan Stadium outdoors, and they played in the Super Bowl and, and all this and the uh, Purple Eaters. And I'm like, I just want to experience them going to a Super Bowl one time. That's it. You and me both. See you, Al. Thank you. Thanks, Al. Good stuff. Yeah, me too. I, don't I, know. I mean, I, I watched, um, I think, when, when they went to their last Super Bowl in Pasadena, Pasadena when they lost to – Oakland. I think I watched the second half, but but I was not into sports that much at that time. Uh, and I think I got into sports the year or two after that. So I have not like gone into a Vikings Super Bowl game and sat there and intently watched it. And Elle's right. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Um, on Cousins, I will I will always ask this question. After watching film, and I'm sure Spielman and Zimmer and the offensive staff uh, staff watched every snap that he took on film in Washington. I will never understand how they didn't come in to 2018 Declan with an old line that was really damn good. It makes no sense. It's one of the biggest, like if cousins had been new, I get it, but you watched every snap he took and somehow thought, Oh, he'll extend play. Like, how do you think that? Right. He can't, he can't. And, and you knew that like he saw you, you bought him um, off the shelf and like he had packaging that said probably can't extend plays. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We're going to pay you. So the next question is once we paid you Kirk cousins, how can we set you up to be as successful as possible? And they were sort of like, Oh, we'll just pick up a dozier or, <laughs> or, or, you know, I, I just don't get it. I know, man. Who's next? It's been tough. I think this is the legendary Bob in Pennsylvania. Bob, is this you? Yes, it is, my man. Declan, what's up? How are you, Bob? How are you? Merry Christmas. Awesome. Happy Merry Christmas. You too. Judge, you're 51? 51. You're 51, right? 51. I just turned 55 yesterday. My brother sent me a text, Sammy Hagar, I can't drive 55. And that text was substantial because in 55 years, there's no Viking Super Bowls, 0 for 4, and there won't be for a long time. And so my message to Ziggy Wolf is this. Put a better product on the field, Ziggy, because what you have right now is empty. There's nothing. There's no Super Bowls for a long time with Zimmer, Kubiak, Cousins. The product is lousy. So what I have done this year is I've redirected my entertainment. I go out and play golf with my friends on Sunday. You know, I'll watch the Buffalo Bills once in a while. Sorry, guys. I'm not good with this, like, camera. I just want skull cap earphones for my wife for Christmas. I'm sorry. So if my video is crap, then please edit it. But anyway, the point is this. is the product on the field – the purple people leaders are no longer are non-existent. When I was a kid, the Metrodome and the Frozen Tundra was the ultimate way to watch a football game. That defense was unbelievable. Friend and man scrambled around, Chuck Foreman, you name it. But right now, what we have is guys who can't win against winning teams. And they won't win against winning teams until we get the right coach, the right OC, the right 
the right staff, and, you know, I don't know, maybe a new owner. Stefan Diggs made a great point a couple of weeks in that interview, and his point was he was misled by that general, by the organization. He was misled in that he thought he would come into the organization and they would use him a lot because he was a great talent. They did not use him, and that's why he's with the Buffalo Bills right now with Josh Allen, who, by the way, him, Josh Allen, that coach in that organization – may win the Super Bowl, and I hope they do, because my poor cousin Marianne is in a hospital, and she hasn't won a Super Bowl. She's been a Buffalo Bills fan for many years. She's been really sick, and you know what? I hope and pray that the Bills win it just for her sake. And I love watching the Bills just because they're an exciting team. And the Vikings don't excite me one ounce. And I'm sorry, guys. What do you think? I think you're probably right. And and look, you p- people like you and me um, have watched this and seen this act in this show, Bob, for a long time. Uh, good, good, not great, not then sort of bad, but not b- bad enough to get a great draft pick, right? And my question goes back to this: What with Zimmer and Spielman and Cousins? Okay, what is the Vikings' true intention? What is the path to win a championship? What is it? Defense? Because I don't think that that, that works. Um, the quarterback. Look, how does that work? Shot. How does it's that work when when you can't even you can't even touch a, re, a receiver and it's interference? I know you can't. You know you if you if you if you come close to the quarterback, it's you know it's uh, roughing the passer. So why don't they throw eight out of ten times? You got Justin Jefferson, a top recruit from LSU. That guy's, you know, an over-the-middle, guaranteed, you know, 15, 20 yards every time, but they never do it. They did it once today, and that was it. Over the middle, physical, over the middle, makes the catch. Do it once a game, you know, that's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Hey, Bob, it's because they've got Tyler Conklin. He's a weapon. You don't understand. Okay. Late, late in the first half, what you got is you got a nice 15 yard pass or 10 yard pass to Tyler. Con- you don't understand how yeah. this is going to be successful. Nice. A nice pass, not a pass to win the game, no. not a pass to ice the game, not a pass to come from behind and win the game. Nothing. It's not entertaining. So why not go out and play golf and, you know, do something else, watch somebody else. That's what I do. I'm sorry. Bob, great stuff. Great stuff, Bob. Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas. Good enjoy job, the, too. Enjoy, enjoy the hot tub. Merry Christmas, my friend. Good job. No Love hot it. tub tonight, my friends. All, All right. right. Talk to you later. Oh, Bob. Bob's first uh, Bob's first time, right? Yeah, Bob's first time on, on the Netline. I've my caller forever, but yes. uh, he, was, he was worked up again. That was good, though. He's exactly, he's exactly right. He's exactly right because you have you have the elements of an offense that should be great. And, and look, again, just to be clear, today was not the offense, all right? So I'm not blaming the offense's execution or lack thereof. This was a defensive loss. You, you gave up 52 points. But this is a lot of people, and I love it, they are, they are getting things off their chest because this show is therapy and the, the Vikings are now out of the playoffs with one game left and they got off to a terrible start and at that point in time they trade in Gakway and I think we all said get the draft pick 
And then, of course, they go into the bye and they come back with the Dalvin plan, right? And they come back and they start to win games. And then we're like, is this a play? What What are you? <laughs> and now they've gone, what, three consecutive defeats. Um, and here's, here's my problem with today as well. And, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, Declan, or not. That Saints team is no great shakes. Like, no. that defense is not great. That was a winnable football game. Like, the one thing I will not sit here and say is Vikings had no chance. That Saints team, they're, they're okay, but they're not great. And they gave you every opportunity. A good team today wins by 30. Like they drub them. They just, they run the Vikings off the field in the first half and that game's done, but they did not do that. They kept them in the game consistently and you had a chance. You had a real chance there. If you could have gotten a couple stops to win that game and you could not. And so so I'm not going to blame Cousins or the offense for this loss, but I also am not going to say, oh, you had no chance. Yeah. You had a lot of guys out, but the Saints kept you in that game. The Saints are not great, and that is the frustration with the fact that you gave up 52 points. You scored 33, which is fine, but you gave up 52 points the most since 1963, according to Fox. Yeah, well, it's bad. I mean, I, and I was going to ask you too, like, th- does this game, remember it a month ago and we were like, you know what? I think it's the Saints in the NFC. I think it might be the Saints. That was, you know, before Breeze punctured his lung and broke nine of his ribs. Yeah. And um, and a- after after that performance today, I mean, there's no way I'm picking that Saints team. I, if anything, Judd, I don't want to watch another, I know this bugged you. I don't want to watch Peyton Manning in that flutter flutter ball trying, fr- trying to throw it down yeah. the field with the Broncos and when he won the Super Bowl with Kubiak. I don't want to watch that Drew Brees yeah. and the Saints at all. But... Here's my problem. The Packers, who are probably going to get the bye in the conference, um, that defense is not great. Like, who do you like from this conference? What team do you watch and say, uh-huh? If if the if Goff is not awful, I like the Rams. Their defense is good. Uh, but if Goff is bad, they're 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 in trouble. Fair. There is no there is no team that I watch and say, this is the team that I think should represent the an NFC in the Super Bowl. I watched these teams like the Saints today or the, the Packers uh, when, when they played the Vikings in Green Bay, and I just see really, really flawed teams. That Packers defense is sort of soft. Mm-hmm. So, but but that's but that's what's that's what drives you crazy about the game today is the Saints kept you in that game, mm-hmm. and there is a point in time. I mean, there's no fans there. So it's not noisy. It's not hostile. There is a point in time in that game where if you're the Vikings, take the game and run with it. Like they're giving you every opportunity. So who's next? All right. Let's uh, let's go to Omar. Omar, what's up, buddy? You're on Vikings. Hey, hey, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I want to wish y'all happy, uh, happy holidays. And happy holidays. Next, thank you. Thank you so much because I've been bugging you since last week. Oh, and you're I got work off this week. So my bad. Um, I'm so mad. I wrote down what I got to say. That's how pissed I am. Love it. Um, shout out to Judd with the therapy. Um, I've been a Vikings fan since 98. So I've seen the, uh, like I went from there to 09 to 13 to 17 or whatever have you. I'm only 29. So I'm 20 years deep into this thing or 20, whatever it is. So I, I want to get pissed, but I'm like, you know what? I've seen this before. No, it's not that bad. Um, the only three, I want to make it quick. I got three points really. Yeah. Um, insanity is when you do something again and again and it doesn't like change so at that point i want to ask people that might say let's run it back what's the point of running back with something we have for three years 
and there's no chance of it getting better. That's one. Okay. Um, secondly, Zimmer hired, um, if I'm not mistaken, Dom Capers last uh, this summer, and I'm assuming it was to like, I think the NFC already have have been like looking at what Zimmer does defensively, and then like really game planning off. So I'm assuming he got Capers to kind of give his defense a more exotic look. In a season where it's pretty much lost, and you are supposedly a defensive guru, but you have chess pieces that are like kind of like pawns. Like these are all practice or rookie guys. Mm-hmm. Why haven't you tried something new? Against Trubisky and these lackluster quarterbacks, you never tried to send pressure different ways. So how, how are in games that you have to attack these bad quarterbacks, how do you not attack them? And then... Like, does he get off with coverage? Like, does he sit there and go, coverage, oh, I love it. Like, is that what goes on? Like, because he wants to sit back all day, but this guy is garbage, but he's going like this on you. 300 yards, like how? So yeah, I don't know what's going right. on. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, And lastly, you know, it's funny. You know when, when, um, when you're at the bar or, the, or whatever, you play Kill, Mary, Do? Yep. So sometimes. Yep. So, how are we gonna play Kill Mary Do with with Zimmer, Spielman, and Cousins? Because Camaro scored six touchdowns today. I'm very sorry, but someone has to answer for that. That is, they've been uh, Sean yeah. Payne has been having salt injected in him for like four years now. Every night, you could tell. So sorry, go. I'd like to know what you think about that. With what do you do? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that they're all back now in 2000. 21 i really do i think that the problem is is you, you signed the gm and coach to extensions in july and i mm-hmm. think that there are three-year extensions that kick in next year uh mm-hmm. and it's been a pandemic so you know that there have not been fans in, in the stands i don't think you're going to blow out your coach and gm and then bring in two mm-hmm. two or one highly priced people when you didn't basically make as much as you ordinarily do I think what they're going to do, I think they're going to give, my guess is this, they're going to give all three of these guys a chance to come back next year and prove it. And if they don't, then they're all, they're they're all probably gone, but certainly, certainly I think Mike is, but I don't see any way realistically that Spielman or Zimmer gone. The Cousins one is interesting, but again, I'll ask this, who's going to take his contract? Like who's going to take that? Who is going to jump and say, "I'll take it, I'll take it"? And so, I think what we, I think what we're probably looking at is 2021 with all three back. And now the question becomes: Do they win like ten games and go to the playoffs and lose first round again? And is that enough? I will say this: I think that if Zim had lost the game, uh, the first round playoff game in the Superdome last year, I think he's gone. I think that game changed, and and that is one of his greatest coaching games here ever. Like that, I think that's the, the game worst where he took win. Hunter and Griffin and put them inside, right, and rushed them, and mm-hmm. Breeze was a complete mess. So yeah. so Mike clearly dialed up probably what is the greatest single game plan defensively, coaching wise, by him. But yeah, you could argue that if you were for a change, that that win was the biggest drawback because it got him the extension. Uh, and so I guess I'm curious if they are good, but not great in 2021, does that cost Mike his job? My guess is it might. Does that cost Rick his job? 
I don't know about that. And then is Rick going to get the next quarterback and the next coach? Like there are a lot of things about this franchise now that are undecided. And, and the, I know this, I know that the Wilfs like Rick a lot and that there's a chance, there's a chance here that Rick could sever himself from Mike and basically go to the Wilfs and say, let me do this again. And I'm not convinced that the Wilfs wouldn't would say buzz off. I think the Wilfs might say, okay. So there's a lot of things here that um, are are going to be up in the air after 21. And I don't know that the fan base is going to necessarily approve of what all the answers are going to be Omar. Cause I'll just briefly say, cause I know a lot of people are waiting. Um, Spielman's fatal flaw is kickers and quarterbacks. One of them is a very important thing. The quarterback he, is a great point. That you're so as, right. You're so as right. He, as good as he is with drafting skill position players, as we have seen, and they're decent with the books. Like Brzezinski does a good job. Oh yeah. But like Zimmer's flaw is pretty obvious, and Cousins' flaw is pretty obvious. But are is, are we scared of what? Because Spielman can't do that one thing unless he does it. Are you scared that we might not get that? Because I know I've been a long time fan. My 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 brother, who's right here playing games, was born in Minnesota. So that's how I even became a fan. And Randy Moss is my favorite player. So, like, this other brother here is a Lions fan. He's making fun of me because not only are they going to beat us, but he has more hope than we do is what he's saying. And I'm like, man, you need to chill. A, li- a Lions and Vikings fan? You poor guys. What what are you guys doing? I don't oh, know, my man. God. All right, dude. Know, All right. Omar, thanks, dude. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Take You're care. Welcome. Happy holidays to y'all. All right. Good stuff. God. Should yeah. We, uh, keep rolling here. Yeah. Keep going. All right. Let's go. Let's go to uh, Jabril. Are you there, man? Yes, sir. What's Hi, up, Jabril. man? How are you? Well, I'm back. It's been a couple weeks. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. I actually, last time I was here, I said, it doesn't matter if we win the Super Bowl, Kirk, because we must move on. But we're not going to start there. I got a couple quick points, so let's make sure I uh, segue pretty fast. So first, I want to start off with my T-shirt. Uh, Jay Jettis right here, you know. Love it. Great. Right after awesome. The, the first virtual uh, draft. So they, they printed these T-shirts out, bought it. So that uh, leads me to my first point. Uh, this probably is the best money I spent on the best player that we probably have on our offense and who's going to be our future. Uh, Anthony Harris. Uh, yes. Phenomenal year last year. I didn't think that uh, he was deserving of a new contract. I mean, he played his way into the conversation, but – it wasn't too much data. I said, okay, well, this guy deserves big bucks. Um, let's see. What else we have over here? Uh, we got Mackie. I know Mackie always says, you don't want to blow up the whole team. You know, you don't want to get rid of the GM, GM coach, coach yeah. and, the, and the quarterback. But at this point, I just want to ask all Viking fans, do you want to keep doing this same circle where, you know, we're mediocre and then next year we're bad and then we're mediocre again? Ultimately, we all want to win a Super Bowl. So that goes into – the point, because I see a lot of people say Kirk Cousins isn't the problem. He he playing decent, you know. He does he does this, that, and the third. He didn't allow fifty two points, obviously. But Kirk Cousins is the reason why we gave up fifty two points. You want to know why? Because his contract prohibits us from being able to put people on that side of the ball for us to contribute. His contract is the reason why we don't have an offensive line that doesn't get pushed in his lap every play. His contract is the reason why if we bring him back again we will not be successful. So as long as we have Kirk Cousins, I know it's a lot of people are saying that they contemplating being Vikings fans anymore. Unfortunately, I'm always going to be a Viking fan for the rest of my life, and I want us to get a Super Bowl. But I think I can say I can step away a little bit 
as long as Kirk is on the roster, because I know that it's impossible for us to be a competent team and compete for a Super Bowl as long as he's on the roster. We can have him as long as we want, but we will not be able to build the, the perfect team around him that he needs to succeed because we don't have the cap space. We're drafting rookies finally on the offensive line, but you would think we need some veteran help. Guess what? We don't have any money to get any veteran help. Yeah. And then when we have our, our star guys go down on a defensive end, we don't have any backups that are, are decent enough to even, you know, Chris Jones. Oh, my goodness. Don't even give me a start of that guy. And, and boy, 29, this is, oh, my goodness. This is, every time I see somebody, Harrison Hand caught a pick today. Every time I see somebody yeah. that I'm not used to seeing, it just, whew, 52 points. I, I've never seen it in my lifetime. I've seen some pretty bad losses. Um, I thought we might have had a chance. And actually, the last time, uh, I think, last two times it came on the Packers fans to piggyback off of, uh what you said I'm not scared of any team in an NFC and it nope. frustrates me that we can't even put up a fight against bad well decent teams that are struggling but they look like they're good because they scored 52 points on on Christmas so what do you guys feel like uh what do you what do you think and, and Zimmer that's the that's the last point I love Zim man Zim definitely turned around this this franchise to a point where we were actually at the conversation table of being uh, a contender. Unfortunately, uh, he's had some bad luck, whether it's with quarterbacks, missed field goals, whatever. But my dad, who's an Eagle fan, you know, they beat us. Uh, he told me sometimes defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators, they're not fit to be head coaches. And now I yeah. see. That's right. Time, I don't think I love Zim and I would love Zim to coach my defense, but. To be a head coach, head coach when it comes to time management and stuff like that, I don't think he's it. So, I think we do have to move on from everybody. The know? clock, the the clock is he's awful with with that. I don't know why, but and I don't understand why he does not have an assistant standing right beside him. And I don't care if it's like a twenty six year old kid, right? But like his his lack of knowledge of when to stop the clock or use timeouts or not is really. Um, it's surprising because that's such a fundamentally important part. So I don't get that. Jabril, let me give you the scariest thing about Kirk's contract because people will come back and say, well, but Kirk's contract, I mean, they could still do stuff and blah, blah, blah. And look, there's an argument to be made both ways, but let me give you, let me give you the scariest part about his contract. What is the one thing for 2021 that we're all expecting? Pierce comes back, right? Yeah. And and Barr might come back, might not. But Kendricks comes back, right? Yeah. But who else? Daniil Hunter, right? Yeah. Pe- people are people are not talking about the fact that Hunter's agent made it very clear nationally, and, and it does not come up again that he wants to be the highest paid pass pass rushing end in the National Football League starting next year. Now go look at those contracts. That is quarterback money. And and if you don't have that guy back, like this whole defense, I don't want to say it completely falls apart, but it's definitely set back big time. Now that's one where you do have to pick. And Cousins is signed. Like he is signed. He is here. So the point that makes it scarier, I think, is this team is supposed to be built around defense. Daniil Hunter, healthy, is a great player. Yeah. If he comes in and says, I have to be – let's say top three paid pass rushing end starting in 2021, the Vikings are going to say, we can't. So is he going to turn around and say, then I'm gone? Because if you run into a digs type of, we have to trade you, you don't have an end there. 
And, yeah. and so, so where the Cousins contract and the Vikings' big contracts become dicey is if Daniil Hunter follows through on what appears to be a threat of I'm either being paid or I'm gone, you got big problems because you can't come back and say, well, we got Pierce now and we got um, Kendricks now and we're set to go. And then I say to you, okay, who's going to rush the quarterback from the ends? And you're like, DJ Wanham's back. <laughs> that don't work. So, so what you're talking about, I think, becomes a bigger issue if Hunter says, I have to be a top paid guy because you literally, if you're the Vikings, unless you get super creative and get cap strapped really badly again, I don't see a path with Cousins contract on your books to making Cousins and Hunter work. Unfortunately, I just had that same conversation as far as Hunter and it's going to look like we're going to have to move a lot. If we want to win, if we want to do anything positive in the future, it's like we're going to have to move a lot of revolving pieces as far as Hunter, Cousins. Any, I feel bad for Harrison Smith. I'm a big Harry guy. I'm a big uh, Eric Kendrick guy. But some of these these valuable pieces that we have, if we're going to stick with Cousins, somebody has to move because what we have right now is exactly what we are. We are what our record says we are. And we knew way back at 1-5 that we would come in and fight back and try to do a little bit. But ultimately, we would miss the playoffs. And even we made the playoffs, you can see today that we're not built to win a Super Bowl right now. We, we have we have nothing on – there's nothing about our game today or any games, even when we beat the Jags or we beat the Panthers, there's nothing about those games that say, hey, well, we can compete in the in the playoffs. We have a top five capable offense. Offensive line is terrible. But as far as defense, we can't stop a nosebleed today. Nope. And so, I mean, if you want to – if you want to – Vikings fans that think that Cousins is good, which he's he's solid. He's he's uh fringe top ten sometimes. Mm-hmm. But what, if you think that he's good and you think this is the solution, this will be the answer every time. So I mean, something has to change. And like I said, as long as Kirk Cousins is under contract, I'm going to be watching from afar because I I know this story. I know I, it was the same thing in Washington. You've seen this movie before, Jabril? Yes, you they have. Did, they didn't want to marry him in Washington. We yeah. married him. Now we're, we're we're looking for a divorce. A divorce. <laughs> Walked right down that all. Alter Jabril. Great stuff, man. Thank you. Thanks, Jabril. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah. Well, but I mean, well, and the other question becomes, if you are going to continue to ride with Kirk, do you need to actually build the line out and also ride with Kirk and turn Kirk loose? Because right now, this offensive scheme is based around Dalvin, not Kirk. So if you're really going to invest what they're investing in Kirk decks, do you need to pivot and say, we need to get Kirk a coach here and a scheme here that basically stars for better or for worse, um, Kirk Cousins, because this scheme right now stars Dalvin Cook and the supporting roles are Kirk and Jefferson Thielen. So there's a case to be made that if you are going to put all of your uh, chips in with Kirk, that you actually need to turn Kirk loose. Now, do I think that's going to work? Absolutely not. But like you're paying this guy to be a star and you're also saying, but it starts with Cook. So, and your offensive line's not going to be great because we can't really afford that. I mean, Bradbury again, right? Right. Today got bull rushed. Dakota, Dakota Dozier damn near had his second sack in three games today, Dex. I know. Like he's being thrown back into Kirk. He's <laughs> only, he's like grabbing onto Kirk like he's on ice skates, like a kid about to fall. Like somebody say to me, hey, there's Kirk. I'll grab him too. It's a, no, this this isn't how it's supposed to work. He's, he's sinking on the Titanic with him. He's literally dragging him into the ocean. There's no lifeboat. 
he is being dragged into the ocean. But I mean, he's like a kid. He's like a kid who, who you put skates on at, at the rink, and of course they immediately go and hang on to the hockey boards. Right. But he like gets too far off the boards, and so he's like grabbing at the adults, and poor Dakota is <laughs> grabbing at Kirk Cousins. He's like, Kirk, can you hold me up? And Kirk's like, I'm the quarterback. I can't hold you up. I know, dude. In it's fact, bad. you're bringing me down literally. It, it, yeah, I'm literally coming down to the ocean with you. It's awful. Do we got Let's, some more? Yeah, let's go to uh, Malky. Is it Malky? This guy's Mike. Malky, you got us? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you guys. You hear me? Yeah, yes, I can hear you fine. Uh, Merry Christmas, brother. Merry too. Christmas, so, uh, Just curious, what we've been talking about and everything. Uh, with the game we uh, took part in today, <laughs> um, what is the most realistic way Zimmer somehow makes it off this team in a year? After next season? It's not going to happen this offseason. No, it's not. No, no. Uh, it's They don't make the playoffs, or they do and they lose in the first round. And then he's got two years left on the extension that he signed in July. And I think they would, if we, if we are hopefully by that point done with a pandemic and fans are back, I think they'd probably pay him for two more years to go away. So I think that is if they make the playoffs and go – one and done, or win eight or nine games and don't make the playoffs, I think that brings up a chance for a coaching change. Because let's be realistic. There's no way Zimmer went into meetings this week saying, hey, guys, let's lose on Christmas Day. No, hell no. Zimmer was wanting to win today. Yes. Oh, yeah. was his reputation. He was, let's do it, everything. No, No question. And, yeah, it went absolutely the most 100% the other way if possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's just like we know how close the wills are to um our team is what it is and i was looking with san francisco this year has any team really endured what we had to go through this year as far as injuries on defense well, and that, in- injuries or what? um the the experienced people leaving this year the amount of rookies we had to start like out of nowhere we couldn't let them rest for a year to bring them up like dancer gladly they had maybe four or five weeks to really get going. Sure. Like this year, how how many teams have really had to endure what we've gone through this year as a team? Niners probably um, just as far as guys being out and hurt and the quarterback being hurt. I mean, there's probably a few, but yes, that the fact that they basically had to start two rookie corners on day one with no exhibition games, right? Yeah. And no train and, and a weird camp and no camps in the spring or uh, summer, I would say that the Vikings were up against it. But that being said, you allowed 52 points today, and guys looked like they couldn't tackle, and that's effort. Oh, oh no. Not, like Harris's – Anthony Harris's game today, to me, was legendarily bad for a veteran. In, uh-huh. Inexcusable. Awful uh, game. I, I wish we wouldn't, didn't keep him this year, to be honest. I liked him. I mean, he was coming off a good yeah. year. But that's he, a lot he, of money, and yeah. But that's the thing. If he was so great, we gave him the franchise tag. Yeah. I know how many people sometimes work out the next year, but with the first even week or two, what what did he do right off the bat that said he's going to have another great year? He wants to be paid. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he has been spotty at best. Today was just awful. And oh, Gladney I, too, and Gladney too. I mean, the tackling again—it's it, that's that's effort. Well, 
Well, he he had a wide open tackle, and it straight up it looks like he went the other way, like Chris Jones did that one week. Yes, exactly. Awful. He, like, yeah, he was wide open. He's a young guy, makes a play, possibly fumbled the ball on the guy. It's a tight end. He's not but, special. I mean, Mike has worked with these guys all year, right? Yeah. And and they looked like that. And I get it again. There were definitely some very very important pieces of that defense out. Uh, but fifty two points and that. Oh, it was like you I, know. I was give up 35, all right? At that point, I'm like, okay, that... But Alvin Kamara, six rushing touchdowns? Six rushing touchdowns? He outscored the Vikings touchdown points-wise by himself. Oh, it it was absolutely atrocious. Like, as a Vikings team, I I was with watching someone who had Alvin Kamara on their fantasy, and I was like, don't worry, guys. I'm like, don't worry, you're going to have a good day. You'll win your fantasy. And yeah. Good day. Good day. Your your friend had a legendarily great day. Well, I I know, but I said he was going to have a no. You're right. He doesn't he doesn't have Kamara? Oh, okay. I said the Vikings were going to stop him. Oh, oh, oh no, no, oh, no. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That no, no. they have the middle of that line defensively. The Vikings have nothing. Like traditionally, they they've been good there. What with um um Joseph. Williams Wall, right? All all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was this is now with Pierce up opting out back before the uh season started. The the nose tackle and three technique in this line are awful. Oh, that's Ooh. the thing is we Ooh. want to be hopeful, but we could actually be right back to this next year. Uh Pierce is coming, Pierce is gonna play, so I think you're in decent shape there. My question again becomes Daniil Hunter. If he really shows up and says Coming off neck surgery, I need to be a top three paid rush end. You got problems. But you got problems with, with uh, Pierce's asthma and what's going on in the world. Do we know if all these players with their health will actually come back and want to play in the football again? We don't. It's a good question. Yeah. Hopefully they do, but we don't know that. So Thanks, what, man. Yeah. So with like Zimmer, we got at least another year with him. Another year with Cousins. Spielman's not going anywhere. So Correct. he's. And he's drafted almost 14 linemen over the past five years since Zimmer's been here. Throwing darts, baby. Just throwing yeah. darts. We, dark we, we've throw. tried to protect Cousins. It's just not working. We tried no. to protect all our quarterbacks. Listen, Dakota Dozier is starting, okay? That's all that you need to know. Dakota Dozier is your starting left guard. Like, this is, again, the weak link of weak links. And, I'm and, sure he's a nice guy, and he's probably a, a fine career backup. Who, who, if he has to be thrown in, can, but you've started him. You've had to start him. But you, we all saw the defense this week. I, I don't think Zimmer's going to allow them to take an O-line first round. I think he's going to say, I want my slot cornerback. I don't care what you guys want. Look at Chris Jones. I have no backup. Yeah. Mike Hughes, yeah. if he comes back. But he's been injured a lot. Neck yeah. problem too, which concerns me. But if if he comes back, I think that there's a case to be made that it could be Gladney, Dantzler, Hughes. If Hughes is done, though, get, you're right. It's a problem. Thanks, yeah. dude. Appreciate it, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, brother. Good stuff. Take care. Awesome. Yeah, I the Hughes thing I'm intrigued by because it's a neck problem and it's back to back years with neck problems. Yeah, and neck problems. You know, same thing goes for Hunter Declan. Neck problems scare me. Like you don't. Football and neck problems, you don't just come back. Hey, I'm, my my ankle's fine now. So if Hughes can come back and Hughes can be plugged back in in the slot in the uh, nickel defense and it's Gladney, Hughes, and Dantzler, I think you've got a shot. But the problem now, too, is if Hughes comes back, 
can Hughes stay on the field? Because that's become a, a uh, yearly question. Who's next? Let's go to uh, Mitch. Mitch, you're on Vikings Ventline, man. What's going on? It's, uh, you know, it's going. It's another day in the land of 10,000 tears. <laughs> you're uh, correct. I just want to ask you guys, is there anybody on defense besides Dantzler or Gladney that is safe next year? Harrison Smith probably because Zimmer loves him yeah. and, and he's still effective. Harris will be gone. I think Anthony Barr might be gone. Kendricks is completely safe. He's good. Uh, Eric Wilson's a free agent, but I think that they're probably going to get rid of Barr and try and sign him back, but I wouldn't call him safe because I, I don't know if he's going to get a uh, potential multi-year offer elsewhere. Michael Pierce, if he opts back in, will be safe and counted on. Hunter controls his own fate more so, but if he comes back and his neck is fine, he's safe. But that's probably about it. But I think that Harry, Eric Hendricks, Michael Pierce, Hunter are safe for sure. Okay. That sounds yeah, about right. There's a lot of way we can we can trim off this this stake here. We got Shamar Stefan, yeah, who's man. making five point, you know, five million dollars next year in the salary cap, who hasn't done anything this year. Uh this defense alliance ferocious. Uh, you know, hopefully Pierce next year and Hunter, he really doesn't have much leverage. Um, but coming off a neck injury, you really can't determine that until he proves himself. So that could hold out, you guys. I mean, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a crapshoot on defense right now. I agree completely. Yeah, and you gave up fifty two points. Like this is Zim's pride and joy. It's his baby. Right. It's his fourth day, right. and you just got done by Sean Payton for fifty two points. Like that is as embarrassing. If if that stat is true, that the Vikings have not given up as many as fifty two points in in a game since they gave up uh, fifty six to the Cardinals in nineteen sixty three. Think about right. that. That's the Les Steckle year. That's Frazier's D. Like that. That is some. That is some bad defenses. And a coach who prides himself on being really stout on that side of the ball gave up fifty-two points. That's just embarrassing. That is flat out embarrassing. And as much as I love Kyle Rudolph, I don't see him in a Vikings uniform next yeah. year. No, nope. it's been a great run. Yeah. There's, there's been a great run. We we have too many good players in the in the free agency that we need to bring back, as you said. Eric Wilson's kind of a necessity at this point, um, especially with Eric or Anthony Barr being just kind of an iffy player. Um, so we have too many, you know, cap issues to bring back, you know, these these subpar players. Um, love you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mitch. Thank Thanks, you. Mitch. Thank you, man. Merry Christmas. Be good. Take care. Yeah, I, I, I think it brings up a good point. I mean, the not the I don't want to call them the cap casualties, but the guys that you're going to have to basically pay the piper on. I mean, yeah. it, I think I think Rudolph's for sure gone. You know, and 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 look, we we've said this before too. He is a first bout Vikings Ring of Honor Hall of Famer. He, he's probably the best tight end statistically in Vikings history, right up there with Steve Jordan. Um, he's had a great career, and if he's still and I, and I still think there's gas left in that tank there. If he wants to go out and try to chase a Super Bowl or just continue his NFL career, go do it. I wouldn't be shocked at all. In fact, maybe the Green Bay Packers maybe he just goes next door and gets uh, some touchdowns thrown from Mister Aaron Rodgers. Would be a bad That's spot. a good idea. Yeah, I, I think that in the past three games, Conklin has proven he's absolutely fine. In fact, he's a younger, better, souped-up Kyle, right? Yeah. Like, he he has more left, and in five years, he'll be beaten down too. But, uh, yeah, I think as far as cap casualties go, I think uh, Kyle's gone. I think Barr is probably gone. Uh, those two just off the top of my head. But I am curious, so – 
Here's the one thing. What are they going to do O-line-wise? Does Cleveland now shift from right guard to left tackle and Reef is gone? Uh, and he is he is going into a 2021 Dex, the last year of his contract. But, you know, does Cleveland go to left tackle? Who is your left guard? Because you're not good there. And if Cleveland goes to left tackle, my other question is this. In a league where we have more and more quality pass rushers inside, who plays right guard then? Because your guard spots are, are, I mean, Cleveland's done a nice job, but they have been, for the most part, for two years now, I think, pretty much a mess. And I'm not trying to say that you have to have great Pro Bowl players there, but the biggest problem for Kirk is what? Interior pressure, right? And, like, you've got guys, again, basically taking Bradbury and not Cleveland so much, but certainly Dozier. And tossing yeah. and tossing them back into cousins, <laughs> like that you can't have that. I know it's bad, my friend. Occasionally, I guess, but you can't have it where where the fan base can watch these guards or Bradbury get tossed back into the quarterback, and you're like, oh, yeah, seen that before. Like that's not acceptable. I feel you. Let's uh, let's go to Jim. Jim, you're on Blake's Ventland, man. How you doing? Hey, Jim. I'm good, guys. Long time, first time. Um, Thank you. So I've been here. Yeah, I've been hearing uh, a lot of people on uh, on the airwaves talking about jumping ship. Um, I was raised by my mother, Vikings fan. I grew up with Fran Target to football in my room. I also apologize I'm driving, but um, he's coming back to me and everything in sight. So, oh, of course. Um, so I was actually, I, I live in Philadelphia. I was at the NFC Championship game. Um, I was literally physically assaulted for this team, and I'm still going. So I think you guys can push on for a little bit more we can uh we can take a little bit more beating uh because it's got to happen someday right it's it's it is what it is um so being from philadelphia uh temple university grad as well i think harrison hand is definitely making that push for for a roster spot the kid plays he, he played really well for us uh down here in the owls and now he's actually he's, he's doing pretty well that pick today was was very nice uh you'll hear a little bit of griping from saints fans about maybe there's a little contact but i think the kid deserves a roster spot right yeah, no, he he's played well. For what? Um, Fifth and then, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ahead, Jim. Um, and then your 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 point before that about uh, the offensive line. This is why I really called my campaign, and I'm starting it this week. Is uh, called Free Olamisiaka Udo, or however you say his first name. Holy, that Oli man's Udo. got the best. Oh my God, that guy's got the best anchor on the team. What he did last year to uh, to Khalil Mack. Go the Kalichi uh, assembly route. Move him into guard. Let him road grade. Move Cleveland over to the left side. And he might have a stew going. All right. All right, Jim. Thank you. I like it, Jim. Thank you, man. Good Merry call. Christmas. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, okay. So I, I have my doubts. If he was good enough to play, I think he'd be playing. Um, and look, for all, all of the guys, decks that we've talked up previously, right? Do you recall the hype about, hey, Drew Samia should play more. Let's I just was, be, yeah. let's just give the, I mean, I, I was hyping him. You said it. Uh, let's see Drew Samia. Cause he can play guard. That was as disastrous as you could possibly get. So, so before we get excited, uh, there's a reason why th- these guys have basically been on the roster and not promoted to potential starting roles. Um, so I'm, I'm going to hold down my Oli Udo hype machine and uh, confidence until I see more, 
Uh, I just just get a left guard who can block people, okay? Like, I'm not asking you to get a Pro Bowl player, a guy who's going to the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm asking you to simply get a guy that can block people and not get pushed back into the quarterback and give – because in that sense, look, Kirk, how Kirk plays is not surprising. But again, too, what did we see, Declan? Again, we saw Kirk get stripped. You know why? The pocket collapses. He sort of takes the ball and puts it down. What do I always tell him to do? Stop, drop, and roll, right? Like you're on fire, dude. Stop, drop. Guard that football like it's your kid with your life. And if nothing else, go down to the ground. I think Kirk is now sitting at, I want to say, seven fumbles and four lost in the past five games. Yeah, it's bad. That's not in in the big picture of today. It uh, certainly did not cost or come close to costing the Vikings this game. But that's another thing that for 2021, you got to fix that. Like you can't just have it be acceptable. I fumbled. That eventually is going to bite you in the ass big time. Hey, hey, to Jim's point too, when he said he was physically assaulted in Philadelphia, which doesn't shock any of us. If if there was like a, a genie or something that said, hey, I can guarantee like the Super Bowl is being played in Philadelphia. The Vikings are representing the NFC. Here's free tickets. Here's free board. Go and watch it. I would still turn it down. I would, I would turn it down. The key, I I would never go there. Here's what you do. You buy yourself Eagles gear. You then go in their gear and you don't openly cheer. I still, still fight themselves. I feel like, I feel like they fight their own kind. So when, when I was covering the Packers, you know, three for the star tribune, they, the Packers played Philly in the divisional round. I want to say it was that game that there were reports of like one or two Packers fans who ended up in the emergency room because they came, but they came wearing the gear. You cannot, those people are crazy. They will throw beer cans at you. They will punch you. They will assault you. If you, I told Vikings fans going into the conference title game, do not under any circumstances wear your gear, go to the game, have fun, be pretty quiet about things. Right. But do not wear your, at that time, Diggs or Thielen or Keenum or Harry Smith. Do not wear those jerseys because you will get the crap kicked out of you and they'll sucker punch you. Um, so, yes, if you ever go to a game in that town, do not wear Vikings gear. I don't blame you. Let's uh, let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, you're in Vikings Ventland. What's hey, up? what's up, you guys? Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you, you, Jeremiah. You know... Um, just hearing you guys all the last couple of weeks, I've been enjoying your show. I'm from California, so um, I've been a Viking fan for 35 years, you know, uh, since I was five years old. Um, my dad's from Colorado, and he was a Bronco fan when he was little. And so, uh, long story short, he went to a Viking 69 preseason game at Bronco Stadium, and the Bronco players dissed him. And my dad was telling me, some guy goes, hey, kid, you want my autograph? It was Alan Page. And ever wow. since then, my dad awesome. bleed purple. He's just been the biggest Viking fan, our whole family's Viking fans. And uh, I seen the tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I seen my first game watching was the 87 divisional player round when we beat the 49ers, where I think it was 13 and 2 that year. Killed and them. Anthony Carter went for 200 yards. Like, we we're thinking, okay, we beat the best team in football. Then Darren Nelson, you know, screwed up that game. And you go through all those years. But you know what? Something about bad luck, you know, that 2017. And I was telling my dad this is that I think it was the Panthers game. Because I think we were tied with the Eagles. I think we 
were a game ahead of them. And if we would have beat the Panthers, I uh, think it was in Carolina, we would have won that game. We would have got home field advantage out through the playoffs. And that's when I think yep. Adam Thielen, they robbed him. And I think the end of the half, first half, they robbed him for a touchdown. He was in. They said he was in. And then we just yeah. made some mistakes at the end. And I told my dad, watch, we're not going to go to the Super Bowl. He goes, man, momentum is just, you do that. And, you know, at that play, I didn't watch that game. I watched the game, but uh, all my friends are telling me when uh, Diggs caught it, I took off. I couldn't handle it no more. So I was crying in my car, and my parents called me up, and they said, we won, we won. And I started cussing out my mom, like, hey, don't be playing with my emotions. (laughs) I turned around, go back. My sister was crying, and we were like, man, this could be our year. And then I don't know what happens. We just fall apart, like on the road and outdoors. Like what happened to the Giants in 2000? We just get smoked, and it's just like, man, your feelings just get, you know, your hopes up so high, and then it's just, it's just terrible. And just another thing, I think, you know, I'm a big Alabama Crimson uh, uh, fan. Sure. And you know, I know Nick Saban, that old school coach, and it was just run first defensive mentality. But in the last five years, Nick Saban had to switch it up. You know, his defense ain't that good. They just got tossed around for 40-something against Florida in the SEC championship game. But their offense is so dynamic now. And yeah. he had to make some changes. It's been – it's not a run-first uh, offense anymore. It's just you put any quarterback in that system, the receiver, the skilled players, and just it's just so unbelievable. And I think with the Vikings, we just have an awesome skill set. Irvin Smith Jr., that guy's going to be a stud, a star, like, Five catches today, like you could tell, we give him the ball more. He could go for a hundred yards. Yeah. Jefferson and just like couple of the play calling, like they're doing a lot of fade routes. What are those little slants? I know there were some that it was good defense on Lattimore, and it was, but man, if we could do some little slants and stuff, I think we could just be, we could have the most dynamic offense next year. It's just Kirk Cousins, <laughs> you know, and I've been Kirk's biggest critic. It's just. You pay him the money, and you know, and it's just it's this heartbreak year after year. So, <laughs> thank you, sir. Appreciate you, Jeremiah. Good stuff, Jeremiah. Okay. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Um, yeah, but I also, in, in this sense, blame offensive approach and philosophy, Declan, and play mm-hmm. calling. That, that's my point. Is if you're going to truly put all of your um, eggs in the cousin's basket, I think you need to turn him loose more now too, and then see if that works. So. I understand the frustration with Kirk. I think a lot of the frustration with Kirk is legit, but I also think that we we need to to go back to the end of the uh, first half today and Kirk being mad at the sideline. And I think he he was mad because he threw that ball out of bounds late in the first half, but it turned out that the sideline had called a timeout. And I think Kirk was trying to control that and they didn't let him. Uh, I'm not saying Kirk was right there, but I do think that that's another sign of the fact that they don't really trust Kirk. They might be right. But if you're going to pay him that much, you've sort of got to turn him loose and they won't. And to Jeremiah's point, I think what we're dealing with here is sort of a mix between the cousins problems, but also how he's handled. And, you know, keep in mind, again, at one and five coming out of that bye week, the Vikings came back and won back to back games at Green Bay and against Detroit at home. And cousins in those two games averaged 17 passes per game. Like this is your essentially $96 million quarterback being asked to throw 17 passes per game. 
That's ridiculous. It's 2020. Yeah. In, in 1993, I think that works fine. But that was the transformation to this is, without question, Dalvin Cook's offense. And within that, um, you're not going to get to where a guy like Jeremiah wants to go, which is, well, what about Jefferson, right? Irv Smith Jr., right? Adam Thielen, the passing game. The passing game, everything that the Vikings do from a passing standpoint basically supports Cook and the run, which a long time ago works. But I don't, but I don't think to get to a championship now, that works, which is why if they keep the same philosophy in 2021, like I don't see how you come back and say, well, the defensive parts are for the most part back, so it's fine. It could be a playoff team, but are you a Super Bowl team? I, I just have serious questions about that. I don't blame you. Let's, uh, let's wrap up uh, Vikings event line with uh, Paul. Paul, what's up, man? You're on hey, Vikings event line. How y'all doing? Good, man. How are you? Great. Doing all right. The day started off real nice, merry, cheerful. And then uh, 2.30 rolled around. And um, this whole season, I've been a Tank for Trevor guy. I'm a Clemson fan. So that's a dream situation after the, what, one in one in five, five. whatever it was. Five. Um, and I told myself not to watch this game. I just said, leave it alone. Uh, I don't even want to watch this. I don't even want to watch us choke. Next thing you know, we're it's a shootout first quarter. I'm feeling good about it. And then boom. Alvin Kamara, three touchdowns in the first, or was it four? Something crazy like that. It was three. Three. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think, so I think it was three. Three and three. Yeah. So I had a few points. Um, first is Zimmer. I've been a big Zimmer critic um for a while now. Um, it seems like whenever we go against the defense, they always have some type of game plan for stopping Dalvin Cook or at least minimizing him. Um, and if they don't, when the game starts, they make one on the fly. That didn't happen today. And six touchdowns in one game is kind of ridiculous. So right now I'm actually on Madden destroying the Saints and uh, best believe that Cook will end with at least eight, ten touchdowns, just to just to make me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Good for you. There he goes. He just took off. So, um, where do you think we go from here? Because, like you guys were saying, I don't see them getting rid of Zimmer, which I think would be the best way to go. I don't even see us going with the first round QB. So, where do we go from here? Oh, that's a oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I think we I think we. From their standpoint. So I, I'm not condoning this or supporting it, uh, Paul. I think that we see it largely run back um, with the thought process of if we have the defensive pieces back and make some improvements, that things will be fine and that this will be a playoff team in 2021. You know, all of those draft picks, for the most part, are going to be improved, or at least those who played, you know, Gladney and Dantzler uh, are going to have a valuable year of experience. So I think what we're in store for is running it back, trying to be a playoff team. But where this falls short to me is, okay, do I see that as a Super Bowl team? And my answer to you is absolutely not. But they're going to say, but they're going to say, yeah, but if we get in the tournament, who knows? <laughs> um, and so, so I really do think that if this team runs it back, like I think that they probably will, and you might be right. They, they might go... 
uh, defensive line in the first round, defensive back, who knows? Um, I think what this will hinge on, at least for Mike's job security, is can they win a playoff game? Because if they run it back and they're a wild card behind the Packers again, and they, they lose a first-round playoff game like they could have last year to the Saints, I think that could cause a coaching change. The issue is I don't think it necessarily causes a GM change. And so now are you trusting Spielman to get the next coach and possibly the next quarterback? Um, And so you're putting your eggs back in a very familiar basket that I don't know if it's been super successful, at least as far as the QB goes. The other problem, too, is when Mike got this job in 2014, I really think that Rick said, I can't find a quarterback, so I'm going to find a coach that that can stop Rodgers and at the time Cutler and Stafford, right? And in 2014, that actually thought process, I think, worked. It's 2020-21 now, and I guess my thought is this league in the time since Mike got the job here has probably gone more offensive and more QB driven now, especially mobile guys that can run and pass. And so... I don't know if I trust Rick to identify a really good, young, potentially offensive mind. So I guess what I'm telling you is I think for 21, I think we see a lot of the same with some personnel back. For 2022, that's where it becomes, if things don't go well, really intriguing to me as far as what the Wilfs do and do they sever ties with both the GM and coach, which right now I would probably guess they won't do both of them. Gotcha. Sorry sorry about that. (laughs) It's not a great answer. So, hey man, Paul, thank you, dude. Thanks, Paul. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you. Take care, enjoy Madden. Yeah, no kidding. Where, by the way, to Mackie's point, for a long time, if I was Zim or or coach, I would get an accomplished Madden player to basically run my clock for me. Totally. I mean, for God's sakes, Gerson Rosas hired the trade machine guy on ESPN. But he and it makes perfect sense, right? It's it's smart. It's it's. I, I don't say that. Right, snark or iron from an ironic standpoint, it it it's it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing I to know. do. I know, and and I don't understand. You know, the one thing is PJ Fleck and Zim are, for the most part, polar opposites, right? But yeah. the one area where they're both the same is in game. They're not good in oh. game. They're not good, and all you need, like you're on the headset to your OC, and you've got to switch there to flip to your. DC, like you've got all of these guys that you can communicate and talk to, but where's the most important person? And in game, that's the person who says, stop the clock now. Don't stop it now. Go for it here. Like there, are, there is, there is a bevy of information and thought, especially among young football people that would be invaluable. And the Vikings are just like, oh yeah, Zim will get that. Hey, I'm calling a timeout right now. Well, why? I don't know. Just stop the clock or challenges, right? The challenge thing. I saw the play on the scoreboard. I'm PO'd. Here's the challenge flag. You have no chance to win that challenge. I don't care. You know, I mean, come on. Are are we done here? I think it's done, Judd. I think uh, I'm going to crack a few more Corona hearts. Get uh get 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 this on our podcast feed and, and wrap up a, a very interesting. Was it Christmas? Good for you and uh and Don and and Stella. Good just Christmas. Stayed, just stayed home quarantine. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No problems here. No well, you, you were live tweeting your your boy George Bailey and, and Wonderful Life. Oh, it, it's, it's Wonderful Life. I, I was a mess last night. I was in. I I was a puddle last night. And, and Every that's, year. that's a yearly tradition that that Judd Zelgad watches that on Christmas Eve and also cries like a baby. How do you watch the same film and know basically every line and you don't and you can't stop crying? And here's the problem: every year as I age, 
I cry earlier. Hmm. Like I start crying earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was a mess last night. I, it was it was glorious, but I was a mess. And it is. It's a beautiful, gorgeous, timeless movie. Um, and I'm I'm that way with Family Stone. I, I'm and and and, some, and most people hate that movie. I know it's a clunky. It's 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 a messy I've movie. That. I've seen that movie. But if you come from a very boisterous and extremely close family, and you've experienced the loss of a parent, it oh, really sure. hits home. And it and and just like you, every year I watch it. There's like six scenes. There's just like six. I can't remember this year. Six scenes where I was a puddle. Six. George and I, and I, and I admit myself to it. The kindness, though. That's what gets me. The kindness. The kindness of, I mean, un- Uncle Billy's a town drunk. He's a complete, I mean, every, I, he gives Potter eight grand. What, I, what are you doing, Billy? But George, George did so much. And then it comes back and, you know, all of the people and his brother comes yeah. into town. To, ah, it's just, I'm just a mess by the end. An absolute a sobbing mess. It's just em- embarrassing. All right. We're done. Uh, final vent line of the year will come to you a week from Sunday after the Vikings wrap up the season against Detroit. I'm sure we'll have a ton of talk at that point about 2021. Um, could there be a coaching change? I don't think so, but certainly can be discussed. The GM, the quarterback, the defense. He's Declan. I'm Judd. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you soon.